Hello, everyone. It's Hello. daily devotion. Good morning. So, morning. depending on where you are in the world right now, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. And it's lovely to have you here joining us on Inspired by the World devotional this morning. And right away, we're going to start by praying in other tongues. Hallelujah. And we're going to be praying using the scriptures, 1 Timothy chapter 2 from verse 1 to 4. And it says, I exhort therefore, brethren, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of things be made for all men for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Hallelujah. So God desires for us to pray for all men including the kings and it's all manner of prayers praise the lord we've been at the love your love all sessions if you've been attending the prayers are words offered up to god the supplications the prayers intercessions giving of thanks words hallelujah offered in different forms speaking in other tongues hallelujah so we're going to go ahead and pray right now you can unmute yourself let's pray Thank 
Lord, we bless your name. We exalt you for you are God and you are King. Hallelujah. You are an amazing Father. You are an excellent God. Lord, we thank you, hallelujah. For all men of God. For you, you oh God. The Lord of the earth of God is yours, hallelujah. And the fullness thereof. The people and all that are in need belongs to you, oh dear Father. Lord, we thank you for the leaders of the nations. We thank you for the leaders of the communities, the leaders of God, of the state, the leaders of God, of different levels of God. In the nations of the world, yes, because you have instructed us to pray for this one. Hallelujah. We thank you. Hallelujah. Leadership of God in different of God for us. Lord, we thank you, hallelujah, because this was, hallelujah, they function in your wisdom and in your knowledge. Yes, hallelujah, because you ordained the leadership of God. You put them there. Therefore, hallelujah, you turn their hearts of God wheresoever it listens and pleases you, O God. Henceforth, O God, we put an end, hallelujah, to every 
know, God, that they are not, hallelujah, out of the wickedness of their heart, makasatakabaya, mekebila bronda kabasatakabaya, yekebaronabosoto, we put a moratorium of God on every law, makasikabaya labasatakabaya, that does not propagate the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, likasonda kabaronabasatakabaya, yekebele gerebosotokabaya, henceforth we declare, hallelujah, that they are no longer deceived by money, hallelujah, or money to favors, Supratiza Mataya, Lika Basuka Baranabasata, Yekerebo Sonda Labahas Gerebonda, Rako Zeli Branakabasataya. Yes, Hallelujah, Makasoto Kobaya. We live in peace, Hallelujah. Yes, we live in peace, Hallelujah. In all godliness and honesty, Hallelujah. We lead a quiet and peaceable life, Hallelujah. No wars, no wars, Bakasata Kabaya, because you are in charge of their faculties, you are in charge of their decisions, of God, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, Lord of oh God, because you are a good God. Hallelujah. The earth is filled with your goodness. Hallelujah. And we are partakers of it. Hallelujah. And we are expressors of it, O oh God. Thank you, precious Father. For in the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Inspired by the Word devotionals again today. Thank you. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're connecting from. And right now, I hand it over to the esteemed Amarak. Good morning, Amarak, and thank you for the opportunity. Thank you so much, PD. Thank you for such a powerful time of prayer. Um, um, a lot is happening in our world today. If you are in tune with um, um, the news, um, so much is happening. And um, I did a post on our group, and I said that um, we need, there are two ways we're fighting. We're fighting with money. In fact, actually there are three ways. We're fighting with money, we're fighting with ministry, and we're fighting the place of prayer. And the place of prayer is what we just did with the last 15 minutes, where we're praying and interceding for the nations. The Bible says for us to pray for all men and all those that are in authority. Then the next one, ministry, is when you and I are going out there to preach the gospel. We're in church, we're building the saints. That is why if, if you've been in my space, you know that I'm very passionate about leadership. You must be responsible for another person. You can't just live on your own and say, ah, I'm fine, I'm doing well in Christ. No, he blessed you so that you can be a blessing to another person. You must look out for another Christian. You must be responsible for building people in the house of God. And then the other place where we fight, because it's a fight with money. I, I posted on the group, I said, what these guys did basically, they traveled around the world, bribed nations, bribed president, bribed different people, brought them into their, their agenda and got nations passing into law, things that they would not have passed. And I'm like, so how about we become so big and then we also will network the world and then let's give government money. How about we give government money to, to pass laws that make their nations Christian nations. Because a lot of presidents this period have made their nations COVID-19 nations. They've made their nations vaccine nations. So how about we fight that way? So these are things that are real that are happening in our world. And I said that while you are at it, ensure that you are praying because that is one ministry you cannot neglect at this time. 
If you can't stop them with your money now, you've got to stop them with your prayers. Of course, we're putting in money together as one, um, one, one church, one body of Christ. More than ever before, there are more people that are joining us. And then your, your 100,000 Naira here, your, 10, your $10 here, your $100 here, it goes a long way. And together, we're pushing on that level. While you are coming up and building momentum as an individual, financial momentum. So this first 15 minutes that we pray, don't miss it for anything. At least you can say that, ah, I had that 15 minutes that I prayed for the nations of the world, for all men, according to the will of God, as he said in 1 Timothy 2, verse 1 to 4. Praise God. Today's devotional says, stir up what you've got. Today is Saturday, 30th of January. Our opening scripture, 2 Timothy 1, 6 says, wherefore I put thee to I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. The gift which is in thee. For the Christian, there's no such thing as the spirit coming afresh on you. There's no fresh anointing coming upon you from anywhere. It's not in the Bible. Some say that they want a double dose anointing. How can you get a double dose of something you already have in full? You know, one of the things I said about these devotional sessions is that when you come here, because we're all from different ministries, we're all from at different levels of our faith and our Christian walk, just open your heart to receive. It may conflict with some of the things that you've heard all your, all your life. But there's just one question you need to ask yourself. Does he align with the word of God? If he aligns with the word of God, allow the word have its place. Allow it to deal with your mind. Allow it to renew your mind because there's a renewal of the mind that every Christian goes through. Don't fight it. Praise God. There's no place in the New Testament that suggests that you could have a double anointing or another anointing. Stop praying, crying, and begging for what you already have. What the New Testament teaches is that when you receive the Holy Spirit, you were anointed with the full measure of God. You are replete with God. The anointing that people are praying for, oh, we need a double portion of the anointing, like Elisha and Elijah. That was when the Holy Spirit had not been given to them. When Jesus was going, he said, I will send you another comforter, another one like me. He said he will come and he will live in you. So that anointing is the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Now the owner of the anointing is living inside of you. So why are you praying for anointing? When the owner of the anointing, you know, see, there are times when in the Old Testament, they'll say the double dose of the anointing, multiple dose of the anointing. So the anointing came in doses, depending on the assignment. Now the one who used to give those anointing in doses now lives on the inside of you. So all of the anointing you ever need is now inside of you. So we cannot be praying such kind of prayers. You see people, they are fasting. They say, oh, I want a, 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 a new level of the anointing so that I can fulfill ministry. No, it's inside of you. Ephesians 3, 19 says, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. This is God's purpose. All you have to do is stir up what you've got inside to be filled, stir up the spirit and let that power surge through your being. The Bible says, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the spirit. Ephesians 5 verse 18. In other words, be always stirred in the Holy Ghost. When you speak in other tongues, you stir up yourself in the Holy Ghost. 
at that moment, when you lay hands on the sick, the sick will recover. That's what Paul told Timothy in our, in our theme verse, to stir up the gift of God, the power of the Holy Spirit in him, which can be dormant unless you activate it. So you see people who carry the Holy Ghost and then certain things happen in their lives. He said that this power, this anointing can be dormant unless you activate it. He said, and he tells us how to do it. Praise God. And he tells us how to do it. Speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. He said, one, speak to yourselves. That is, you talk to you, I talk to me. This is not ex exchange, this is not a conversation. He's saying you talk to yourself in psalms and in hymns and spiritual songs. He says, sing and make melody in your heart to the Lord. He said, give thanks. Number three, give thanks always for all things. Give thanks. There are many things that you probably desire and it looks like they haven't showed up yet. Give thanks. In one of my pieces I wrote that, I said, before you count all the things that you think that God has not do, first start with the list of the things that he has done. Maybe I should share that piece with you guys on the group later. He said, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. That is Ephesians 5, 19 to 21. So there's so much on the inside. We have it all on the inside. You say, oh, I need a miracle. Stir it up. It's on the inside. I need a car. The car is on your inside. I need a house. The house is on your inside. I need money. The money is on the inside. The challenge is a lot of Christians are looking on the outside what is on the inside. In Nigeria, we say you are looking for in Sokoto what is inside your Sokoto. Many of us think about, you know, I, I was listening to somebody and he said that God does multiplication. He doesn't do addition. Addition means that you're bringing something from the outside to add to something that already exists. Multiplication means that that thing that already exists, that thing is multiplied. God is a multiplier. He's not an, ad, 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 he, he doesn't add, he multiplies. So when you understand that, you understand that there is power that is at work in you that multiplies everything inside of you. There's grace in you, you can multiply it. There's love in you, you can multiply it. There's finance, finances in you, you can multiply it. Everything that you ever need in your life is on the inside. Stop looking for it on the outside. Praise God. It's been a beautiful devotion time. I'm going to hand over to Sister Joy, who will take us through the confession and the further Bible study. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. God bless you. Good morning, Ma. Thank you so much, Ma, for the opportunity. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Uh, reading from 2 Timothy 1, 6. That is why I would remind you to stay up, rekindle the embers, fan the flame off, and keep burning the gracious gift of God, the inner fire, that is in you by means of the laying on of my hands with those of the elders at your ordination. Ephesians 5, 18 to 19. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the spirit, 
speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. And finally, John 3, 34. For he whom God hath sent speaketh the words of God, for God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. Praise the Lord. Um, right now, we're going to be taking the confession. You don't have to unmute your mic. You could just repeat after me wherever you are. I have the Holy Spirit without measure. I'm replete with God, full of Him, with all, with all His powers that gives me the dynamic ability to cause changes in my world. As I stir up that power in me, I'm infused with divine strength and the glory of God is revealed through me, causing me to reign in righteousness with dominion over circumstances. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka. Um, right now, I'd like to hand over to Brother to take us through the one-year Bible reading plan, the New Testament. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sister Joy. Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon. Good evening. Uh, we're reading the book of Matthew, and we're reading the amazing message translation. Uh, the message translation has been so pictorial. Um, yesterday, we concluded Matthew chapter 20, where James and John um, sent the Zebedee brothers, sent their mother to politic for them, you know, to have the highest place in Jesus' coming kingdom. And um, Jesus actually taught them the principle of, of success, of for you to be the greatest, you have to be a servant of many. We finally ended that chapter by Jesus healing a blind man, um, two blind men. So basically, it's telling us that we as Christians, we're operating by signs, wonders, and miracles, just as Jesus did even in this present day. So we're jumping into Matthew 21 today from 1 to 32. So I read the royal welcome. When they neared Jerusalem, having arrived at Bethphage on Mount Olives, Jesus sent two disciples with these instructions. Go over to the village across from you. You will find a donkey, feathered there, her colt with her. Untie her and bring them to me. If anyone asks what you are doing, say, the master needs them. He will send them with you. This is the full story of what was stretched, sketched earlier by the prophets. Tell Zion's daughter, look, your king's on his way, poised and ready, mounted on a donkey, on a colt, full of a pack animal. The disciples went and did exactly what Jesus told them to do. You know, no matter the instructions we get from the Holy Spirit, doing exactly what we are told to do, bring results. They led the donkey and colt out, laid some of their clothes on them, and Jesus mounted. Nearly all the people in the crowd threw their garments down on the road, giving him a royal welcome. Others cut branches from the trees and threw them down as a welcome mat. Crowds went ahead and crowds followed, all of them calling out, Hosanna to David's son. Blessed is he who comes in God's name. Hosanna in highest heaven. As he made his entrance into Jerusalem, the whole city was shaken. Unnerved, people were asking, 
What's going on here? Who is this? The parade crowd answered, this is the prophet Jesus, the one from Nazareth in Galilee. He kicked over the tables. This is verse 12. Jesus went straight to the temple and threw out everyone who had set up shop, buying and selling. He kicked over the tables of loan sharks and the stalls of dove merchants. He quoted this text. My house was designed a house of prayer. You have made it a hangout for tips. Now there was room for the blind and crippled to get in. They came to Jesus and he healed them. Praise God. Verse 15. When the religious leaders saw the outrageous things he was doing and had all the children running and shouting through the temple, Hosanna to David's son. They were up in arms and took him to tax. Do you hear what these children are saying? Jesus said, yes, I hear them. And haven't you read in God's word, from the mouths of children and babies, I will furnish a place of praise. Fed up, Jesus turned, fed up, Jesus turned on his heel and left the city for Bethany, where he spent the night. The withered fig tree. Verse 18. Early the next morning, Jesus was returning to the city. He was hungry, seeing a lone fig tree alongside the road. He approached it, anticipating a breakfast of figs. Mm, breakfast of figs. When he got to the tree, there was nothing but fig leaves. He said, no more figs from this tree ever. The fig tree withered on the spot, a dry stick. The disciples saw it happen. They rubbed their eyes, saying, did we really see this? A leafy tree one minute, a dry stick the next. But Jesus was matter of fact, yes. And if you embrace the kingdom life, and if you embrace the kingdom, this kingdom life, and don't doubt God, you will not only do minor feats like I did to the fig tree, but also triumph over huge obstacles. This mountain, for instance, you will tell, go jump into the lake and it will jump. Absolutely everything, absolutely everything, ranging from small to large, as you make it a part of your believing prayer, gets included as you lay hold of God. Praise God. True authority. Then he was back in the temple teaching. The high priests and leaders of the people came up and demanded, show us your credentials. Who authorized you to teach here? Jesus responded, first, let me ask you a question. You answer my question and I'll answer yours. About the baptism of John, who authorized it? Heaven or humans? Jesus was so full of wisdom. They were on the spot and knew it. They pulled back into a huddle and whispered. If we say heaven, he will ask us why we didn't believe him. If we say humans, we are up against it with the people because they all hold John up as a prophet. They decided to concede that round to Jesus. We don't know the answer. Jesus said, then neither will I answer your question. The story of two sons, verse 28. Tell me what you think of this story. A man had two sons. He went up to the first and said, son, go out for the day and walk in the vineyard. The son answered, I don't want to. I, I don't want to. Later on, he thought better of it and went. The father gave the same commandment to the command to the second son. He answered, sure, glad to, but he never went. 
which of these sons did what the father asked? The, they said, the first. Jesus said, yes. And I tell you that crooks and whores are going to precede you into God's kingdom. John came to you, showing you the right road. You turned up your noses on him. But the crooks and whores believed him. Even when you saw their changed lives, you didn't care enough to change and believe him. May the Lord bless this reading in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, everyone. And good afternoon or good evening, depending on where you're connected from. Thank you so much, Brad Dozier. That was very insightful. Um, I'm going to be taking from Exodus 18. Thank you very much, Tamaka, for this beautiful opportunity. Uh, yesterday, we concluded Exodus 17, where in the Old Testament, where Moses, uh, God instructed Moses about uh, giving the, uh, the children of Israel wanted water. So instruction was for him to strike the rock and go water. And that chapter ended with, with um, the children of Israel uh, defeating Amalek while Moses was on the on the hill lifting up his hands. So we learned a strategy from there about lifting up our holy hands to God. So Exodus 18, I read, Jethro, priest of Midian and father-in-law to Moses, heard the reports of all that God had done for Moses and Israel, his people. The news that God had delivered Israel from Egypt. Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, had taken in Zipporah, Moses' wife, who had been sent back home, and her two sons. The name of the one, the name of the one was Geshem, meaning sojourner, for he had said, I am a sojourner in a foreign land. The name of the other was Eliezer, God's help, because the God of my father is my help, and saved me from death by Pharaoh. Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, brought Moses, his sons, and his wife there in the wilderness where he was camped at the mountain of God. He had sent a message ahead of Moses. I, your father-in-law, am coming to you with your wife and two sons. Moses went out to welcome his father-in-law. He bowed to him and kissed him. Each asked the other how things had been with him. Then they went into the tent. Moses told his father-in-law the story of all that God had done to Pharaoh and Egypt in helping Israel, all the trouble they had experienced on the journey and how God had delivered them. Jethro was delighted in all the good that God had done for Israel in delivering them from Egyptian oppression. Jethro said, Blessed be God who has delivered you from the power of Egypt and Pharaoh, who has delivered his people from the oppression of Egypt. Now I know that God is greater than all gods because he's done this to all those who treated Israel arrogantly. Praise God. Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, brought a whole bronze offering and sacrifices to God. And Aaron, along with all the elders of Israel, came and ate the meal with Moses' father-in-law in the presence of God. The next day, Moses took his place to judge the people who were standing before him all day long.
from morning to night. Moses, when Moses' father-in-law saw all that, that he was doing for the people, he said, what's going on here? Why are you doing all this and all by yourself? Letting everybody line up before you from morning to night. Moses said to his father-in-law, because the people come to me with questions about God. When something comes up, they come to me. I judge between a man and his neighbor and teach them God's laws and instructions. Moses' father-in-law said, there is no way to go about it. You will burn out and the people ride along with you. This is way too much for you. You can't do this on your own. Now listen to me. Let me tell you how to do this so that God will be with God will be in this with you. Be there for the people before God. But let the matters of concern be presented to God. Your job is to teach them the rules and instructions, to show them how to live, what to do. And then you need to keep a sharp eye out for competent men, men who fear God, men of integrity, men who are incorruptible, and appoint them as leaders over groups organized by the thousand, by the hundred, by the fifty, and by ten. They will be responsible for the everyday work of judging among the people. They will bring the hard cases to you. For in the routine cases, they will be the judges. They will share your load, and that will make it easier for you. If you handle the work this way, you will have the strength to carry out whatever God commands you, and the people in their settings will flourish also. Verse 24, Moses listened to the counsel of his father-in-law and did everything he said. Moses picked competent men from all Israel and set them as leaders over the people who were organized by the thousands and the hundred by fifty and by ten. And by ten. They took over the everyday work of judging among the people. They brought the hard cases to Moses, but in the routine cases, they were the judges. Then Moses said goodbye to his father-in-law, who went home to his own country. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Brother John. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this chapter, and then I don't know if somebody observed something. Um, <laughs> you know, um, I, I tried to look through beyond the written words and to see what exactly is happening. It says that um, Moses had sent his wife back home with the two sons. And then, so when I saw that part, I was wondering, I said, okay, so what's going on here? Why did he send his wife and his sons back home? And then much later, when the father-in-law came, I think I can find why. Because the Bible says that Moses would sit with the people of Israel to judge matters from morning till night. So it appeared that Moses was too busy that he didn't have time for family. And he felt like, oh, maybe my sons need a father figure. Maybe I should just send them to their grandfather and then my wife at least should be taken care of. And then he probably sent them home. These are my thoughts. And then what do we learn here? We see how that Moses' father-in-law came and then Moses' father-in-law taught him the, the ministry of delegation, how to walk through people, how to develop leaders, how to um, select people, train them as leaders and delegate assignments to them. Often in the church, we find that there are a few people that are doing everything. We must learn how to walk through people. We must learn to delegate things. We must learn to bring in 
every hand that is required on board. And we must also learn how to treat family. Don't be like Moses, who got so busy, so occupied that he didn't have time for his wife and his sons. I don't know who God is talking to in this place. Your excuse for ignoring your wife, your excuse for not being there for your child or for your children is that you are doing the work of God. Maybe you should learn from the counsel that Moses' father-in-law gave him today. Walk in wisdom and let the spirit of God help you to carry out your assignment as a father, as a mother, as a husband, as a wife. I used to tell women, if you know you are not going to do your ministry, there's a ministry of a wife. There's a ministry of a mother. If you're not going to do it, there's no need getting married. Don't get married to somebody and you're suffering the person. You are supposed to be a helper as a wife. The man is just like he's struggling, doing everything. You don't even care about what he does, how he does it. And you are a wife. What are you doing in the marriage? You are supposed to be a helpmeet. See, the scriptures are there. The scriptures has, def has defined the roles and the responsibilities for marriage. It has, yeah, the, the scriptures have defined the roles in the family. Let's not neglect those roles. Let's not use service in the house of God as an excuse to neglect family and the things that we must do. If you signed up for marriage, if you signed up to be a husband, a wife, a mother, and a father, see to it that you allow the Holy Spirit by the word of God guide you in wisdom to fulfill that ministry without reproach. Don't be the father that shows up in heaven and we are looking for your son and your daughter. I, I was a teens ministry leader before I became a leader in the heaven. My brothers and my sisters, I know the personal coaching, I had to coach some children of senior ministers in our ministry. I'm not going to talk about that, but that word was, from, was for somebody and I believe that that person has received it, praise God. Exodus chapter 19, Mount Sinai. Three months after leaving Egypt, the Israelites entered the wilderness of Sinai. They followed the route from Rephidim, arrived at the wilderness of Sinai and set up camp. Israel camped there facing the mountain. As Moses went up to meet God, God called down to him from the mountain, speak to the house of Jacob. Tell the people of Israel, you have seen what I did to Egypt and how I carried you on eagle's wings and brought you to me. If you will listen obediently to what I say and keep my covenant out of all the all peoples, you'll be my special treasure. The whole earth is mine and to, is mine to choose from, but you are special. Please, I want to get feedback from the co-host. Do you, do you have noise on the background? No, ma. It's perfect. Okay, it's perfect. Thank you. Because there's a lot of wind where I am. The whole earth is mine to choose, to choose from, and you are special. A kingdom of priests, a holy nation. Yesterday, we talked about God loving us personally. This is God talking to Israel. And he's saying, see what I have done for you. See how far I've brought you. This is what I want you to tell the people of Israel. Moses came back and called the elders of Israel together and set, them be, them, as, and set before them all these words which God had commanded him. The people were unanimous in their response. Everything God says we will do. 
Moses took the people's answer back to God. God said to Moses, get ready. I'm about to come to you in a thick cloud so that the people can listen in and trust you completely when I speak with you. Again, Moses reported the people's answer to God. God said to Moses, go to the people for the next two days. Get these people ready to meet the Holy God. It's amazing that we're reading this. This is the year of preparation. He said, get the people ready. And if you understand scriptural terminologies, it's not a coincidence that he's talking about two days because he comes on the third day. Have them scrub their clothes so that on the third day, they'll be fully prepared because on the third day, God will come down on Mount, on Mount Sinai and make his presence known to all the people. Post boundary boundaries for the people all around, telling them, warning, don't climb the mountain. Don't even touch its edge. Whoever touches the mountain dies, a certain death. And no one is to touch that person. He's to be stoned. That's right, stoned or shot with arrows, shot to death, animal or man, whichever, put to death. And if he's telling you that this is going to happen on the third day, the, the same third day that the people will be meeting with God, while others will be rejoicing with their meeting with God, there were those who are going to be judged because the instructions that came to them will count against them for doing the opposite, for disobeying the instructions. A long blast from the horn will signal and it's safe to climb the mountain. Will signal that it's safe to climb the mountain. Moses went down the mountain to the people and prepared them for the holy meeting. They gave their clothes a good scrubbing. Then he addressed the people, be ready in three days. Don't sleep with a woman. On the third day at daybreak, there were loud claps of thunder, flashes of lightning, a thick cloud covering the mountain, and an ear-piercing trumpet blast. Everyone in, in the camp shuddered in fear. Moses led the people out of the camp to meet God. They stood at, the, at attention at the base of the mountain. Mount Sinai was all smoke because God had come down on it as fire. Smoke poured from it like smoke from a furnace. The whole mountain shuddered in huge spasm. The trumpet blast grew louder and louder. Moses spoke and God answered in thunder. God descended to the peak of Mount Sinai. God called Moses up to the peak and Moses climbed up. God said to Moses, go down. Warn the people not to break through the barricades to get a look at God, lest many of them die. And the priest also warned them to prepare themselves for the holy meeting, lest God break out against them. Moses said to God, but the people can't climb Mount Sinai. You've already warned us well, telling us, post boundaries around the mountain. Respect the holy mountain. God told him, go down and take, um, and then bring Aaron back up with you. But make sure that the priest and the people don't break through and come up to God, lest he break out against them. So Moses went down to the people. He said to them, we'll see that in the next chapter. I, I, I don't know, but something is coming to my mind, right? God had told Moses to come up. And then he was talking to Moses and he said, Moses, go and tell the people this, 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 this. Then Moses said, ah, God, but you've told me that before now and I've told the people. And then God is saying, okay, go down, bring me Aaron. I, I think God is trying to tell Moses that it seems like when I'm talking to you, you don't hear. Go and bring the Aaron that used to hear to talk. I don't know because, you know, when we were reading, when we started with Exodus, I was saying how that um, um, maybe the, the, the Levi ministry the priesthood ministry should have resided with moses 
the line, the, the, the family line of Moses are not with Aaron. But for the fact that Aaron kept refuting the instructions of God and doubting God's ability in his life. What that means is that if we don't trust God, if we don't trust that God is who he says he is, that he can do what he says he can do, we are short-circuiting the power of God to work in our life. We limit how far he can go with our lives. Some of us were born for global impact, but we have not so much made an impact be beyond our immediate family because of actions like that of Moses. Where God tells you something and you want to convince God with your own limitations, with your own perception of yourself. I thought that God was supposed to be your mirror to say, oh, you made me. You say I can do it, then I can't. It may look like I can't. It may look like I don't even have the abilities. But if God says you can, the moment he says you can, that ability was given to you. So let's not be like Moses. You know, I, 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 I heard um, Pastor Chris preach. You know, a lot of people will say, God, make me like Moses. Make me like Esther. Make me like Joseph. Make me like David. When you, when you read all of these characters, you, you see their shortcomings. Oh, stop praying those kind of prayers. There's only one person that we should be like, and it's Jesus, because Jesus was the full expression of God. You want to be like David. David was the man after God's own heart, but David was also an adulterer and a killer. Do you want to still be like David? Because sometimes we pray some prayers that are not scriptural. Look at Moses here. You want to be like this Moses. This Moses that died without fulfilling his purpose. Do you want to die without fulfilling your purpose? Because his purpose from the beginning was you are going to take the children of Israel into Canaan land. But did he? No, he didn't. Joshua ended up doing it. God had to pass the, 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 the mission to somebody else because Moses would not heed to the instruction of God. So as we read through the scriptures, find your place. Pastor, we say every character is in the Bible. When you choose your character, find it. And when you find it, also check how the person ended. May my character always be molded after the man, Jesus Christ, because he was a true expression of God to humanity. Praise God. I'm going to hand over to Brother Martins, and he's going to take us through the affirmation for today. And I believe that you had a great time to this Bible study. The thing about the Bible study is, you know, we, this is the Bible. Imagine what your life would be like in the next one year, reading through the Bible. I'm sure many of us had not, you know, you, you, you probably have not seen some of the details that sometimes we highlight out of the Bible. So this journey that we are in, and if the word of God is working in your life like this, imagine what your testimonies and your miracles would be like this year. This is the year of walking on waters. And we're going to so see there's nobody in this house that will be consistent with these days. We'll be hearing testimonies. We've not seen anything yet. Those are baby testimonies. When you will get a call from Dubai, from the from the from the, the the palace in Dubai, and they will say that the prince is looking for you, and then a, a something is a wealth is passed onto you, and you're like, "Sir, how did you find out about me?" He said, "Don't worry, I was given your contact, and I was asked to give this wealth to you." This is the year of walking on waters. If God says, "Step out into the waters." Stop telling God that the water cannot carry you. Stop, don't, don't try to convince God of who you are not or what you can do. Just act. Because he'll be there. 
to solidify the water to be able to cause you to stand on it as Jesus did. And the Bible says, as he is, so are we. Praise God. Brother Martins, over to you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Praise the Lord. Um, we've taken our permissions this morning, and the normal way we'll take it to that with your name. My name is you say your name, and then first paragraph, second paragraph also you start with your name and take the permission. At the count of three, we'll go one. Two, three. My name is. My name is John. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation. I Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Brother Martins. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And these words are fulfilled in our lives. We are the manifestation of these very words. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' precious name. So we're quickly going to take the communion. And I'm reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, from verse 23. You can bring out your communion materials. And if you are in a place like me where you are not with your communion materials at the moment, when you get home or you get when, whenever you get in contact with that communion material, ensure that you break the bread. Just break it with a consciousness of the words that we have declared. He said, for I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. That the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. 
Thank you, Father, O oh God, for the communion, for the assurance of our oneness. Father, thank you, O oh God, as we break this bread. Christ was broken for our sake. Therefore, we are never broke, never broke spiritually, never broke in our spirit, in our soul, in our minds, in our bodies, never broke financially, never broke materially. We always have in abundance for the work of the kingdom and to live the life that you called us to live. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. You can break it now and eat it. And in verse 25, after the same manner, also he took the cup when he had served, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you just should have lost that till he comes. But I thank you, O God, for the blood of Christ paid for all men all around the world. And as we prayed today, we declare that the, the seal of the blood answers everywhere in the world for the souls of all men. We declare that the blood is speaking better things for all men than the blood of Abel. We declare that all men in the whole world, women, children, youth, they are for you. They are coming to the knowledge of Christ. By the power of the Holy Ghost, a generation is rising that is serving God, that is serving God, that is preaching this gospel because this gospel, yes, penetrates every habitation of human existence. Thank you, Father. And our day before us is blessed we go out manifesting the supernatural today we walk on water that seemingly impossible situation is now made possible that difficult matter is now made easy because we are one with you and as we take this communion we reaffirm our oneness with you and the triumph the victory and the supernatural life that you brought us into thank you father in jesus precious name Amen. Praise God. Congratulations, everyone. You can take the cup at the moment. If you're yet to um, get the communion, please make effort. Find out around you, no matter where you live. Find out where you can get the communion. And I did post on the group for those who are in Lagos or who are in Nigeria. Pastor Debbie can help you get the communion and send it to you wherever you are. So please um, um, do that post again and then contact her so that you can have the communion. If for anything, you heard what Pastor said about the communion, you heard it at the, at the your love world. So if you were thinking that, oh, why are we breaking bread every day? I think it's it has become clearer and there's a deeper understanding for you at this time. So please do it every day and ensure that you're consistent. At this moment, I'd like us to omit as we share the benediction. Thank you everyone for joining. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the Lord and the Lord the Lord forever and ever in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Congratulations, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, Thank you, Brother John.